Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Come on, clap like you want to clap for the Lord today. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a standing ovation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. King of kings and lords of lords. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Every eye closed. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for everything that's been said and done. We thank you, O oh God, for your presence that resides in this place, oh God. We thank you for the fresh anointing that has fallen upon this house, oh God. I glorify you even now, oh God. Oh God, I pray even now, oh God, that every heart, oh God, will be open to receive the word of God. Every mind, oh God, will be focused on what comes across this afternoon, oh God. Oh God, I pray for each and every one, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that this word will Will fall on good ground. Oh God, that I am decreasing even now, oh God, as you are increasing within me, oh God. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have your seat. Amen. Amen. I praise God for everything that's been said and done. Amen. Amen. For truly, it is good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Amen. I give honor unto Bishop, my husband, Troy V. Ingram Sr., and all the deacons and the evangelists and ministers in this house. Amen. I give honor to my God, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Healer. Oh, I praise him even now, even now, even now. So much going on in this world that can rob us of our praise. So much going on that'll make us not want to get up and be in the house of the Lord. But praise God, we're here. Amen? We're here. We're breath in our bodies. And for that, we're grateful because it did not have to be. Amen? I'm not going to be before you long, but truly I do have a word, amen, that the Lord has been dealing with me on ever since we had the hurricane. Amen? Ever since Hurricane Sandy. The Lord has been, gave me a word that I've been pondering, amen, and I have been meditating on, amen, because during that time, I know there was a lot of complaining and murmuring and might even had some confused minds and didn't quite understand what all this was about, you know, and we might have used our mouths a little bit on the negative side more than we should have, simply because we were interrupted. Right? We were interrupted without traveling. We didn't have any power. Some of us didn't have any water. Some of us didn't have any heat. The shortage of gas, the lack of food, on and on and on. So much that went on during that season of Hurricane Sandy. And some of us are still suffering in different parts of the world due to that hurricane. But during that time, the Lord had spoken to my spirit. And, you know, that morning, that, that evening of that Sunday night, when the lights, I'm sorry, it was a Monday night, when the lights had went out, I was preparing to get up, and I told my husband, let me hurry up and let me make this pot of spaghetti 
Because if the hurricane comes, at least we'll be able to have this spaghetti that'll stretch for a couple of days. And just as soon as I said, let me get up and make this spaghetti, the lights went out. And see, my stove is electric. And I said, guess we're not having no spaghetti tonight. I said to Bishop, what we's going to eat now? Then I remembered that Sunday, the day before, we had bought some Popeye's fried chicken. And normally, I don't save the chicken if it's left over. But for some reason, that Sunday night, I decided to put it in the fridge. And there was about four pieces of breast of the chicken left over. I said, I'm just going to put this in the fridge. So when the lights went out, my mind went to, we're going to eat that cold fried chicken. And thank God that something's in this house to eat. Amen. So during that time, I found myself with a, a heart of gratitude and a mind to praise God, even in the midst of all that turmoil, a mind to praise God. And how many of us know it's important to have a mind to praise God? Because praising comes from the inside out. The praise really starts on the inside. And then we show it with expressions of clapping our hands, or we stomp our feet, or we may holler upon our mouths, or we may get out dancing, or we wave our hands, or whatever the case may be. It carts from the inside out. Amen? So with that in mind, our food for thought for the week. Am I a situational praiser? And now that's something to think about. Am I a situational praiser? What are you saying, co-pastor? I'm asking you to think about, can you only praise God when things are going good for you? Do you only praise him when your pocket is full of money? Do you only praise him when your marriage is on the up and up? Do you only praise him when you're feeling well in your body? Are you a situational praiser? See, because situations change, okay? Things come into our lives, and what happens is our atmosphere can change, our situation can change, we can lose a loved one, there's a grieving time. But during that time of enduring difficulty, do we have a mind to praise God? So are we a situational praiser? See, when you don't have no money in your pocket, and when you may get laid off from your job, or maybe your children are on your last reserve nerve, or perhaps you look in the cabinet and you have no food and you have no resources to get the food, or you may be having marital difficulty, whatever the case may be, or just dealing with your own day-to-day -day routine of life. When things are interrupted, that is the greatest test and time to praise God. So the question is, am I a situational praiser? And that's something that we really need to see law on. Because just because our situation may have changed, God has not changed. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And see, if you learn to praise him during those difficult times, you'll find he'll give you the strength to endure it. Am I a situational praiser? Something to think about. This is a new year, and last year was a difficult year. 
It was a very difficult year. A lot went on last year. A lot of things we didn't understand. A lot of things we couldn't even comprehend. Things that we couldn't even really talk about. But during those times, did we still have a praise upon our lips? Because, see, our God is good. He's good all the time. Our God is great. He's great all the time. And he's always ready and able to get us through our difficult moments. Am I a situational praiser? Something to think about. Amen? The challenge, look at your neighbor. The challenge is praise, praise. Praise. That's your challenge. To praise, praise, praise. In other words, don't stop praising them. And that is a challenge, my sisters and brothers. Church family, that is a challenge. You may say, well, that's not hard. Yes, it is hard. You don't know what this week is going to bring. But you're going to remember your co-pastor said to praise, praise, praise. No matter what. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. And the topic for today is perpetual praise. Perpetual praise. Ongoing. We know that perpetual means ongoing. Repeatedly praising God. What is praise? Praise is expression of admiration unto God. Praise is celebrating God for who he is and for what he can do. From the inside out, perpetual praise. Never stopping, continuously, always. Always means what? Always. And I'm not going to tell you that that's easy. Because it's not. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for Bishop. And it's not easy for you. But we want to remember to have a perpetual praise. Praising God always. Not because we feel he deserves it or not. No. Our God deserves praise all the time. Because his love, his mercy, his grace endures forever. And even when we don't deserve it, guess what? He looks at us and loves us and says, you know what? You're my daughter. You're my son. I love you, and I'm going to bring out the best in you, but I need you to praise me no matter what because I'm getting you out of your situations. I'm praising you because you're able. And see, when you praise God and you you know that he is able, you get his response. Praising God no matter what. Praising God no matter what. Perpetual praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to look in the scriptures. You don't have to stand this morning. Amen. We're going to first read Psalms. 86, verse 12. Amen. And I want you to read this with me. Amen. Read this with me. Everyone says it. Say amen. Amen. 
It says, I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with my, with, I'm sorry, let's do that again. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forever. Amen. Amen. Turning over to Acts 16. Amen. And we're just going to read just a little bit. We're going to start at verse 16. So you're in Acts 16, verse 16. Amen. A very familiar story in the Bible, one that I truly love. Amen. Shows the power of praise in the most difficult time. Amen. Everyone has it? It says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer... A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, meaning greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes, meaning tore off their clothes, and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, somebody say midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized he and all his straight way. May the Lord had a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. 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 Perpetual praise. Perpetual praise. Ongoing. Never stopping. Praising God no matter what. Now, as I was studying on the word of praise, there were three different words that I came across. And the first word was, when we're praising God, amen, it's important that we understand exactly what we're doing when we're praising God, amen? We are commending God. When we praise him, we are commending him, amen? We are applying his promises, amen, to our personal circumstances, as we are entrusting ourselves in his care. Amen? Because when you commend someone on what you're commending them because of something they have done. So because we know the promises of God, we're applying those promises to our personal circumstances. And now we are entrusting ourselves into his care. Amen? Amen. It says here in Psalms 9, 9, and 10. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Psalms 9 and 10 says, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Amen? God will never forsake us as long as we have our trust in him and continue to seek him. Amen? When we praise God, we're praising him also by approval. Amen? We're approving of him also. Approving of him is our favorable opinion of God. Our favorable opinion of God. We express to him when we praise him, and we also express to others. When you're encouraging someone and telling them about the goodness of Jesus, that's your opinion because you know you have experienced him. You also know what he has already done. Amen? Psalms 59 and 16 says, this is a form of approval of praise. But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the morning. For thou has been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. Amen. Praising God by approval of him. Amen. When we're praising God, we're also glorifying him. We're glorifying him because of his qualities. And we see this all the time in scripture. We say he's marvelous. He's excellent, right? He's good. He's faithful. He's merciful. He's giving. He's loving. We hear this all the time. People of God, we're glorifying God through our praise. Amen? 
Amen. We're testifying of his qualities. But the truth is, praise is a choice. No one can make you praise God. It's an act of your will. So even though the worship leaders are here and they're sweating bullets and they're singing and they're patting their feet and they're singing with all their might, they're not cheerleaders, amen? But they are here just to help, amen, to continue the flow of praising God. They're here to worship, but you have to bring your praise on in with you, amen? If you come in and just sit, and bring all the cares of the world into this sanctuary, and they're singing, and you have not started your praise at home, guess what? You're going to sit right here and look at everybody and wonder, why is everybody acting like this? They don't know what I'm going through. But it doesn't matter what you're going through, because God is going to bring you out that situation. But you have to praise him. Praise him with all of your might. That's why I love to hear the musicians praise him on the instruments. Because they are praising their God. Amen? So when you come in the house of the Lord, that's why we say praise is a mindset. Because your mind got to be ready to praise him. Your mind must be ready. If it ain't ready, you won't praise him. And I'll go a step further. If you don't know truly know who God is, you won't be able to praise him because you won't truly know what he's capable of doing. You won't truly know what he has already done. So you have to have a relationship with Jesus. See, sometimes we're in fellowship, but we don't have a relationship. See, in the word relationship is the word relate. So if you relate to someone, you talk with them. You get to know them. You converse with them. So if you don't get in his word and relate to his word, you won't know what he's able to do. So you can't praise him from the inside out. Oh, you'll go through the motion, yes. You'll get excited because everybody's excited. But do you know him? Because when you go out those doors and you don't have your brothers and sisters around and then tomorrow you go in and get a pink slip, will you praise him knowing that he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider? Or will you start complaining and murmuring, saying, wow, Lord, I paid my tithes yesterday and you laid me off. See, that's what we do. We complain and we murmur. But the fruit of our lips should be praise unto God. Amen? Praise unto God. Our praise allows us to enter into the presence of God, into his presence. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So in his presence is where your healing comes. In his presence is where joy comes. In his presence is where the heavy burden is lifted off of you. 
I don't know about you, but I've learned during these 13 years of being in ministry alongside my husband how to get into the presence of God, not being in these walls. Because, see, I've got to know him for myself. Because when my eyes see certain things and my ears hear certain things, it can really put you in a place that you don't need to be. Oh, my God. It can get you worrying. It can get you fearful. It can get you doubtful. But I have to continue on knowing the call upon my husband and my life. I have to keep on walking the walk, praising God, encouraging others. I said to my husband one time, I said, do the people of God even know what we go through sometimes? I said, do they even feel us? I said, sometimes we're just encouraging and going about it and doing it and doing it. And sometimes y'all don't even know. Pastor and I be at home encouraging ourselves, hugging each other because we need encouragement too. But we have learned to get into that presence of God. We have learned to know God in that way of being a comforter. Oh, my God. Of giving us that strength when our bodies are tired. Oh, my God. Traveling to 80 miles every Sunday from our nine o'clock service and then coming to the one o'clock service. I'm not complaining. I'm just expressing because see, that's what praise makes you do. It gives you a push because it's not about the people. It's about God. So always find it in your heart to lift up your leaders. Oh my God, because leaders are fighting for your soul. I don't know if you understand that. You find a church with leaders of that have integrity, leaders that's about prosperity, leaders that's about form of fashion, and you'll see that, sh that church is shaky. That church don't have no power. The anointing doesn't reside within those walls. So find it in your heart to pray for your leaders and praise God for your leaders. Oh, my God, because we're about kingdom business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So praise puts us in the presence of God. Praise is the prescription to change the atmosphere. We've seen this Sunday after Sunday where we come into these walls and we begin to sing the songs of praise and we just watch and see how this presence of God and the atmosphere begins to change. Folks have been healed, not because pastor had his hands or bishop had his hands on them. No, because of the presence of God, this just sweep through the place. That's what praise does. So when you get on one accord and we begin to praise God and call upon his name, and commend him and approve him and glorify him and worship him. It gets his attention and he comes on in and he changes the atmosphere. Healing takes place. Deliverance takes place right here in the house of the Lord. It's the praises of his people. The praises of his people. He responds to praise. It's your access to get into his presence. Once you're in his presence, he responds. Hallelujah. See, but we don't realize that sometimes we're moved by emotions and we're moved by feelings. Amen? We get kind of absorbed with self-problems. We get kind of self-centered. 
Oh, come on here. But God is saying, while you're dealing with yourself, he's waiting for you to step back now and say, God, I need you now. God, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know why I'm up against the wall. I don't know why I keep having so many things happening over and over and over. And sometimes, people of God, it could seem like God has left us. Keeping it real, it could seem like, where is God? Because it just seems like it's just too much going on. But what we have to realize is that just because we're in Christ, it doesn't mean that we're not going to go through some things. We will go through things just like the world will go through things. But the whole point is that we have an answer to the problem, and his name is Jesus. And if we call on Jesus, he will answer. He will answer. But we got to have a life that will allow him to answer. Come on here. I know sometimes we thought coming to Christ was going to be a bed of roses. Well, I'm going to church now. Everything going to get in line now. Truth of the matter is, yes, it will. Because you got someone now who's working on your behalf. You got something now that's going to praise your way on through. Because that's what happens. Praise is a weapon, people of God. I don't know if you ever looked at it like that, but praise is a weapon. God has given us many weapons. The weapon of his word, the weapon of prayer, the weapon of worship, the weapon of praise. If we use it, it fights for us. My mind goes to Jehoshaphat when he was about to be attacked by this great army. And he looked at the army and he said, oh my God, I don't know if we can stand up against these people. He said, but my eyes are on you. And the prophet came to him to say, this battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. He said, oh my God. He told his people, bring your praise on. Bring your tambourines. We're not going to this battle with knives and guns. We're coming in there with our praise. Oh my God. And he did just that. And the enemy was defeated because of the praise. So praise is a weapon. It fights for us. See, a lot of these things were going on is spiritual. We can't use our fists. We can't use guns and knives because it's spiritual. So we got to bring and use the weapons that God has given us. Amen? Amen. Say praise. 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 Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Now you might say, co-pastor, why should I praise God? Praise him because it puts God's first. Praise him because it turns your attention from yourself to God. Hallelujah. See, we go through a lot in our minds. Although we don't talk about it all the time, we do. That is the greatest tool that the enemy has that he works with is our mind. And see, nobody knows it but you. And God, because nobody can see your mind. And that's where he likes to play. He likes to get in there and throw suggestions at you of thoughts. He needs to, wants to make you feel like you're still a victim, but now you're a victor because of Jesus Christ. Amen? And see, that's what he plays with is the mind. That's why the Bible tells us, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Change will only come when the mind has become new. Amen? So this is the tool that he uses. So he makes us feel like we're still victims, but yet we are victors. 
This is why we have to make that choice to praise God. That's one thing God does not mess with is the power of choice because that is your will. Amen? The power of choice is our will. Psalms 103 and 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord and forget not his benefits. And as I was reading the first verse, I began to look at that word, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. So, the soul is our emotion, is our will, and is our mind. Amen? So, basically, David was commanding his soul to bless the Lord, which lets me to know that's something that we have to do. Amen? We have to command ourselves to bless the Lord, just like when it's time to get up and go to work, we don't feel like getting up going to work every day. We got to tell ourselves, you better get on up. No work. No, my father used to say, no worky, no eating. No worky, no eating. We got to command ourselves to get up, get on that job, do the day's work so we can get a check at the end of the week. And we don't always want to get up, especially Monday morning. Amen. So we have to command that mind. We have to command our emotions that sometimes seems like this on a seesaw, up and down, up and down. We have to command it to praise the Lord. Look, there's nothing wrong talking to yourself. I tell my ladies in spa, you can talk to yourself, just don't answer. <laughs> you can talk. Talk good words, positive words to yourself. Because when the enemy is throwing negativity at you, have a positive word, a word from the Lord that you can speak into your life. Amen? And command yourself to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. In Acts, we read about Paul and Silas. And we read about, thank you, sis. And we read about <clears throat> Paul and Silas going about their business, teaching the word of the Lord, and this young girl mimicking them. She was a fortune teller, had the spirit of divination. And what she was saying was, these men are the servants of the Lord, showing us the way of salvation. I'm paraphrasing. We read it already here in the word of God. And she was doing this for a while because Paul and Silas was traveling, traveling to and fro. And they were preaching the word from city to city to city. And she was following them city to city to city. But this particular moment, Paul was sick and tired of that spirit following them, mimicking them, making it seem like that they were a counterfeit or that they were fake or what they were saying was not of God. And he turned around and commanded that spirit to come out of her. Now, people of God, when you look at those couple of verses, when she, he commanded that spirit to come out of her, that lets me to know that we have got to get to a place where we're sick and tired of the enemy messing in places he should not mess in. 
We have got to take authority. That authority and that power that God has given us on the inside, we have to utilize it or it would just lay dormant within us. Amen? He got sick and tired of that spirit, looked at her and said, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And immediately that spirit left. So that lets me to know that we have that power. And when we get to a place that we're sick and tired of being sick and tired, we're going to command that spirit to leave. It can be in your home. You can go in every room in your house and command certain spirits to leave. Maybe a spirit of arguing. Maybe a spirit of whatever. I don't know what goes on in the house of everyone, but whatever it is. You can go in each room and command that spirit to leave. And then I'll take it a step further. Go to the door, open it up, and say, leave in the name of Jesus. And then shut the door. Because spirits will come around. If they think they can come on around, they will try to come around and linger. This is why I tell parents all the time, stand firm with godly standards in your home with your teenagers. Because, see, the enemy wants to come in by little ways. You know what I'm saying? He will try to do certain things. So you have to take authority and command certain spirits to leave. Because it's at that name that demons tremble. You can't just say, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm tired of this, and this and that and that and that. No, the enemy wants us to use our mouth and speak just those, those words that have no power. But when you say in the name of Jesus, you don't even have to yell. You could just say in the name of Jesus, leave. That's all you have to say. And know within you that it has taken place. See, but just look, you got to have the power. You got to have faith in God, and then you got to have that power so that that faith can go to work. Amen? Have faith in God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So we read how he commanded the spirit to leave. Now, the magistrates that we read, magistrates, I think that's correct, right, Bishop? Magistrates. <laughs> Thank you, Bishop. <laughs> the magistrates were upset because their way of gaining money was no longer available because now this young lady was not able to work for them anymore because she was set free from being a slave to the enemy. See, but what they did, they then took these men of God and tore their clothes and beat them. And if that wasn't good enough, threw them in prison. And not just the regular part of the prison, it was the inner prison. For the criminals, I guess, that killed and, you know, stole. And, like, they had really come in. He didn't kill nobody. They just commanded a spirit to leave. But they put these two men of God into this inner prison. Now, that was a natural prison. Now, in the spiritual people of God, some of us are in a prison. A spiritual prison. 
And we all know that prison is a dry, dreary, dark place. A place where you're confined, a place where you are restrained, a place that is tormenting. And you may say, well, co-pastor, where is that prison? The prison starts here in the mind. If the enemy has our minds, he has us. That's why he always messes with our mind. So when we feel things creeping up in our heart, see, because whatever type of heart you have, that's going to give you those type of thoughts. So if you have an angry heart, you have anger thoughts. If you have a bitter heart, bitter thoughts. If you have a doubting heart, doubting thoughts. And that's what we deal with. Being tormented by thoughts, thoughts of past, thoughts of pain, thoughts of rejection, whatever thoughts that we may deal with on a regular, it starts here. And then you find yourself in a place that you should not be. It all starts with that heart, and then it goes to the mind, and then you ponder those thoughts. But we have a choice because we don't have to think the thoughts that the enemy throws at us. We don't have to do that. We have a choice. We can redirect, as I tell my ladies at spa, their thoughts towards the word of God. And it'll pull you up and out of any place that you're in. See, what we have to realize is that the enemy is a deceiver. Since the beginning, deception is what he used with Eve from the beginning. And his goal is always to make us think that God is not who he is. This church thing don't work. You know, um, going, be, being in the word doesn't work. This is counterfeit. Does it really work? God, are you really powerful? Can you really bring me out? Will you really heal my body? He, that's what the enemy does. So when he throws these thoughts at us, what do we do with them? See, then we become captive to our own mind here because now we got all this stuff going on up here and now we're tormented. Amen? See, this is the type of prison that we go through on a regular, let it be known and keep it real right here. It's the mind. If the mindset change, your whole life will change. The way you think of Christ will change. Your walk in Christ will change. It's the mind. So where when Paul and Silas were in this natural prison, many of us are in a spiritual prison. But you don't have to stay there. Tell your neighbor you don't have to stay there. Find a praise upon your lips, even in the midst of being tormented in your mind. Because when Paul and Silas was even in prison, in the inner parts of the prison, not only did they tie their feet up, but as I was studying, this, the, my study book told me that their feet, I can't do my hand and feet at the same time because I might fall, Michelle. But anyway, y'all get a visual. Y'all get a visual. The hands were up. The feet were all tied and connected to the wall by chains. So you could only imagine, and they were stretched. So you can only imagine the, the, the pain in the leg, the lack of circulation. They really meant to torment these two men of God. 
Amen. But sometimes don't we feel like we're being stretched? Everything within us is just being sucked out of us. Don't it just feel like everything that we have, our strength, everything is just being taken out of us from the cares of this world. And that's how prison is. It just feels like you're just pulling drained and pulled out of everything that's being sucked out of you. That's what they did to this man and and Silas. But even in the midst of that, somebody say, they were able to praise the Lord. Now, how many of us in the midst of that would have been able to praise the Lord? But I think I would have said, well, Michelle, Michelle, what are we going to do now? How, why they got us in this part of the prison? Look at our hands. Look at our feet. We ain't got no circulation. I can't feel my hand. Can you feel your hand? Oh, my God. When is God going to get us out of here? This is taking so long. That's what we do. Ain't that right, people of God? Because we want to know when. How long and how come we're in certain positions? But man, we got to wait on God and find a praise upon our lips. Oh, my God. Look, we got to triumph in the midst of our trials. Don't triumph when he brings you out. Triumph in the midst of your trial. So rather than complaining and murmuring, Paul and Silas look at one another. Well, God is a good God. Yeah, God is a good God. I bless him. I bless him. Yeah, God's going to bring us out. Yes, he's going to bring us out. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continuously be in my mouth. Oh, my God. He'll never leave us or forsake us. He'll be with us until the end. We may be in the fire, but we won't get burned. Oh, my God. We may be in the flood, but it won't overtake us. God is able to bring us out. And they begin to sing songs of praise. Songs of praise. Not complaining. Not murmuring. But songs of praise. So much so that everyone in the prison heard them. Which lets me to know in the midst of their pain, in the midst of their grieving, being in that position they were in, they were able with their strength to bring out a praise from the inside out. How many of you know that sometimes the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing? And the Lord gets some strength inside of you and allow you to say, hallelujah, bless the Lord, even though you feel you have no energy. Hallelujah! Bless the Lord! Even though I may not feel like it. Hallelujah! Oh, bless the wonderful name of Jesus. I know he said, we coming out of this. And I'm sure they felt strength into their bodies as they began to praise the Lord. Because that's what happens. Strength enters the body when you begin to praise the Lord. And the whole prison heard them. The whole prison heard them. And see, you don't understand, but praise is contagious. It's contagious. See, if I'm over here and Mother Rose said, hallelujah, bless the Lord. I can praise them, sis. It does something to you. That's why we come into the body of Christ. We gain strength from one another. Because as I'm praising them, you feel a dance. And you want to praise them. And as I wave, you feel like waving them. Because you know God is good. See, you may have a moment where you had a little pity party, but then you come on in and you start the praise party because you know that God is good. See, God will always give you a moment. Oh, he'll give you a moment to go through the motion. 
But after you go through that motion, remember who God is. Because God is great and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Is there a praise in the house? See, that's what I'm talking about. It's contagious. Hallelujah. From the back to the front. Praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. See, the atmosphere is changing even now. Hallelujah. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not what it looked like. God's bringing you out. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. He's taking you from a test to a testimony. That's all it is. He's building you up on the inside. Oh, that's all it is. Just keep on keeping on. Keep on praising. Keep on glorifying. Hallelujah. This won't last always. Troubles don't last always. It has to get better because my God is not a lie. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So they begin to praise him. Oh, and the earthquake came. And this was no normal earthquake, people of God. This was supernatural. Hallelujah. This was for the prison itself. And it wasn't to get Paul and Silas loose. This was for the prisoners. See, this was for the prisoners. Because God was going to bring out his people, mom. God always protects. He always brings us out. We may be in it for a little while, but he's going to bring you out. So that singing of praise was for the prisoners. They needed to hear that. And once they heard that, and then the earthquake came, oh, this is God. What kind of God is this? The God of Paul and Silas done opened up the entire prison. Oh, the chains fell off. Come on here. That's what God does, Brother Nick. The chains fell off. Their legs became loose. I believe they started jumping, saying, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God is a good God. Oh, glory be to God. Bless him. And when every gate of the prison door started opening, they were such in awe at how the praises of God had filled the place and how the response from God came in there. They didn't even flee out of the prison. They stayed right there. They didn't even flee. The jailer thought he had to kill himself because he knew he was responsible for keeping the prisoners in and not allowing them to leave. And Paul said, do thyself no harm, but we are all here. Ain't nobody trying to flee. I'm in awe about how God came in this place. And see, that's what happens when the presence of God fills the place. People are in awe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. The jailer fell to his knees. Asked, what must I do to be saved? I want to experience some of this. I want to know that God that came in here and shook the whole entire place. That's the type of God we serve. That even in the midst of you being tied down, he came in and done to your praise and cut those chains loose. Loosed us in our minds. He had a suicidal mind. The mind left because of the presence of God. Hallelujah. 
That's what happens when we praise God and we usher in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let nothing stop your praise, people of God. Rejoice in the Lord God always. And again, I say rejoice. Bless the Lord at all times. Oh, my God. It's always going to look like something's going on. That's not going to stop. But God is able. He's able. This is a new year. Let's do things differently. Let's praise them when we don't want to. Praise them when we don't feel well. Praise them when we don't have money in our pockets. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's in the praise. It's in the praise. Hallelujah. Oh, it's in your praise. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Glory be to God. He's an awesome God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll turn situations around. Praise confuses the enemy. Because when you should be in a corner crying, you'll be praising him. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Rejoice in the Lord God always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Everyone standing. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. His presence is here. His presence is here to heal. His presence is here to set free. Hallelujah. Bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Every hand lifted up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just want to think on his goodness. Hallelujah. Think on how good he is. Think about what he's done for you. Not how quickly he's responding or how quick you think he should respond. Just think about what he has already done. And if you can't think of anything else, thank him for the cross. Hallelujah. That's enough right there. The cross represents freedom. The cross represents healing. The cross represents restoration. The cross represents a new mind, a new heart. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We honor you, Jesus, simply because you're God. Hallelujah. Forgive us for complaining and murmuring. Oh, my God and my Savior. Hallelujah. We're reminded today that you're good. We're reminded today, oh God, that many are afflicted of the righteous. But God, you delivered them out of them all. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Hallelujah. We bless you, God. Hallelujah. We're keeping hope alive in you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God. Let your lips praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He deserves it. In spite of all that has happened, he deserves it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Even when you don't understand, bless him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your holy name. Hallelujah. It could always be so much more worse than what it is. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Great is thy faithfulness. New mercies we see. Hallelujah. Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Your morning is now if you want it to be. Hallelujah. Or your weeping can continue on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He loves us. Hallelujah. He cares for us. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you now, O oh God, for setting minds free even now, O oh God. For opening up cells of the mind, O oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tormented minds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We don't have to stay there. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. We can praise our way right on out. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We are located at 141 Bower Street in Jersey City, New Jersey. You can find out more information about Mount Olive at our website, www.mountolivehop.org. That's mtolivehop.org. Thank you for listening, and may God truly bless you.